Hello friend, I am Maria, and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, higher realms, the mysteries of the universe, and source consciousness. I use hypnosis to get into a deep theta state where I am able to connect to and embody my higher self. This particular episode is from a series we call Conversations with a Collective. In this series, I'm accessing the depth and the breadth of the collective human consciousness on planet Earth. What unfolds is a monologue that is dictated by the questions and comments that I receive back from the collective. Enjoy! For those of you that don't know, my book, my first book, is now out. It is called 72 Keys to Manifestation or An Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. It is a child of love. And this book is going to change your life. This book is about manifestation. I also wanted to let you know that I have charged it personally for anybody that purchases this book to literally set you up with the right frequencies for abundance. Literally, this book is going to be a true catalyst in your life. I'm not kidding you guys. There is real white magic that is working through this book. There is a barrier to entry that, you know, I as a being of light, I I have my own guides that work with me. Um, they wanted to have a barrier to entry on the ancient knowledge that came through this book, right? Hence the price. But, but if you feel serious about unlocking your abundance, this is the book for you guys. I'm not kidding. It's going to work with your body, with your energy field on more levels than one. It is a multi-layered book. There are only a few books like that on the face of planet earth today it is quite rare so if you want to check it out and if you want to really literally notice and see the big difference of and having your life transform highly recommend you get yourself a copy do yourself a favor you'll thank me later i promise hello hello my dears and welcome to another episode of conversations with a collective i am really happy to see you all today um yeah, today we're going to dive deep into a very, very important topic, um, kind of in the spirit of the balancing act of year 2021. This year has been interesting. I would say it's been tough on humanity, more so than not. You know, yes, we're, uh, you know, we've had some blips of hope, as uh, still do, but in general, emotionally, there's been a hard year for humanity. So what I'm seeing on the energetic level is a lot of overwhelm, a lot of burnout, a lot of um, feelings that I could only describe as feeling trapped, you know, mentally, emotionally. Again, you're doing the little balancing act uh, amidst the tumultuous oceans and you're kind of maneuvering on this like little island, um, essentially each of you on an island of your own. And it's been tough. It's been tough. It's been hard. You like you feel a lot of you feeling like you have to be on alert all the time. A lot of you have also taken on more things that you should. You know, I just want to acknowledge that really quickly. If it sounds like you, consider offloading. If it sounds like you have taken on too many commitments, if you're trying to juggle everything, if you think you can, I would say please reconsider. Because, you know, the, the energies of 21, like I said, are, are tough. Um, they're tough on many uh, on many layers. This The rest of the year is not necessarily a good time to push yourself to your limits. Because what is possible for the rest of the year is burnout. Burnout is, it would be probably at all time high, you know, come um, October, uh, September, October. So, you know, if you're starting to feel like you may burn out, um, I think that a good thing to consider is how do we kind of like capture that before it happens? Because it's actually a lot harder to reset your body once you already have reached that final frontier. Once you have already kind of like, okay, like, you know, I give up, like it's too much. You know, once you get to that point, it's a little, a little too late. Um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, there's no such thing as no hope situation, no hope scenario. But um, you know, why don't we try to preface it? So, a couple of things, right? Um, since we're having, you know, all all of this <sighs> turmoil in the collective. Um, going back to my original statement, enough of you are going to feel overwhelmed of different kinds, right? So there could be physical overwhelm, right? When there are a lot of demands on your physical body, uh, when either your job is very demanding or, you know, there's something 
to the physicality, like you're pushing your body to the limits. There is that kind of overwhelm. There is the energetic overwhelm, which is actually even more frequent and even more um, common this year. So it's people feeling low on energy, but feeling low on energy consistently. It's kind of like they're like, I don't know where my energy went. I used to be so much more out there, you know, ready to go for it. Now I feel kind of like tired all the time. So there's a lot more feeling of, you know, overwhelm, energetic overwhelm, right? Where you don't feel like you have what it takes to make change or go after what you want with full force. It's a period of transition. Again, uh, we're transitioning on a planetary level. We're transitioning as humanity. This is a transitionary year. I think not acknowledging for each of you individually that you're going, that we're all going through this transition is doing yourself a disservice, right? I think you have to be exceptionally tolerant to your physical bodies as well as, you know, your energy levels. You have to be more forgiving of yourself uh, for the rest of the year. And you have to give yourself some breathing room, uh, quite literally and figuratively, right? You have to plan and schedule off time. I'm not kidding. You have to literally, you know, you have to have some time during the week that you're off. You cannot go on, um, you know, kind of like on autopilot and just keep going like, let's put in more work, more work, more work, because at some point it's going to be too much, you know, and then, you know, you're going to feel it in your body, uh, you know, God forbid you get sick. Like, we don't want that to happen, right? Um, there's also uh, emotional overwhelm. Emotional overwhelm is probably at um, close to all-time high right now. So emotional overwhelm gets created from a certain range of emotions, or should I say a particular emotion, that is threatening to take you over and you don't know how to process it and deal it with it. Uh, same thing is possible uh, with like a thought or a thought pattern, right? But mental, uh, and that, that would be called mental overwhelm. Mental overwhelm is not at the all-time high, uh, but emotional is. In other words, humanity as on a collective level is experiencing a lot of emotions that it cannot process as quickly as those emotions come. So you can think of it almost as, you know, the tides of the ocean, the waves just keep coming at you and you're just not able to handle um, you know, in, in kind of like your little boat, they're kind of like almost getting inside of your boat and like threatening to turn the boat over, uh, you know, with everything, like with all the contents. So that is kind of like, it's, it's, it's that an emotion again, like is equated to water. So I think water is a good analogy, but like imagine almost like being taken over by a tsunami, right? Like the poor little you versus like these big waves. It's hard, right? It's hard for each of you individual, individually. It's hard for you collectively. So there's all kinds of overwhelm out there right now. Again, if this feels like you, you're in good company, right? So let's validate that. Let's validate this as normal. Let's validate it as a signature, as a feature of the times, right? And let's all get comfortable. Again, I want to say that there's nothing wrong with you if you're feeling that way. But also, do re-examine your commitments, I do see there are a lot of strings that are kind of like, or, you know, that are attached to each individual human body and, and there you're being pulled in all these different directions. Again, we're starting, we're trying to find balance in 21, right? Which means that everybody's trying to figure out like how, what does that work-life balance look like for them? You know, how much of their energy should go to their family? How much energy should go to their hobbies? How much energy should go to their work? The equation that they have right now, you guys have right now, does it make sense? Is that healthy? Is that long-term sustainable? Does that feel like a sprint or a marathon? Could you see yourself being happy if you maintain the status quo or should everything be re-examined and reassembled essentially from scratch? So a lot of these things are going through your head and that's completely normal. Uh, today, we're going to talk about, you know, how to work through these feelings. You know, when different kinds of overwhelm Again, the physical, essentially physical, energetic, emotional, or mental. If you have more than one, that's when the going gets really, really, really tough, right? So overwhelm and burnout are not necessarily the same thing, right? You can feel overwhelmed without being burned out, but I do think it's probably worthwhile talking about burnout in this episode as well. And by the way, down the road, um, I will uh, reserve some time for questions from the collective. It sounds like we are going to have some because you guys are on your individual journeys and I'm sure that um, you would probably want to um, ask something. Happy to answer. Just uh, wanted to put it out there. Um, that being said, right, let's talk about burnout. Um, 
there are different kinds of burnout, actually. And I can, I can tell just by looking at the energetic level of humanity. One type of burnout um, is essentially uh, <laughs> exactly what it sounds like, uh, the lack of fire in your body. And um, essentially, it happens when your solar plexus gets depleted. So that is the, pr- the, the first step, right, that happens before you burn out. Um, generally speaking, right, and I, I don't know if how many, well, I guess I could look up how many um, people experience burnout in, in their lives. Uh, about 70% of you have experienced the feeling of burnout, which is a lot, given that, you know, a bunch, a bunch of humanity that um, is factored into the collective are, are kids, right? So I would hope kids have not experienced burned out quite yet. So essentially pretty much every adult, at this point, right, have experienced some version of burnout in their life, right? You may not be going through it right now, but let's quickly examine the energetic construct and what that actually means. One version, one type of burnout, and again, not all burnouts are created equal, is created because you have kind of overtapped or overused your fire resource. Uh, The seat of the fire in your uh, body is the solar plexus, right? The yellow chakra right in the middle of your center, uh, uh, right in the middle of your belly, around your belly button, that's kind of like where that center is. Um, that solar plexus, um, you know, it gets fed by a few different sources, right? Um, there is um, the energy of your ancestors that goes um, to feed the center. Um, there is the energy of the sun. Uh, by ancestors, it's mostly your, you know, your father um, and, you know, the men on the father's side of your lineage. So you would generally adopt um, how well their solar plexus works, uh, regardless of your gender, right? Uh, and so some of you may already come into this incarnation with that resource being a little bit thinner, you know, a little bit maybe not as vibrant, a little bit not as abundant. Um, and others, you know, may come with a perfectly healthy resource, but it's all about the output, right? So it's about personal expectations and essentially the stress and the pressure that you're putting on yourself and your body, right? So if your resource, right, uh, is not um, consistent with the output that you're expecting from yourself, over time you're going to experience burnout. Now let me take a step back and say that our bodies, oh, each, each, you know, our bodies essentially have very, very smart, cohesive system that is meant in its perfect state, in its balanced state. It can and it does replenish its energies quite organically and quite naturally. It happens via many channels. It mostly happens in your sleep, right? In, in the downtime. That is the time for you to replenish. Now, obviously burnout, there are prerequisites to burnout in the physical, right? So you push yourself, right? So you apply pressure. Any type of pressure is the presence of fire and the absence of water, like if we're talking energetically, right? In general, like there are four elements and like you think that is a really, really good way, uh, like a really, really good framework to look at this. Um, f- uh, you know, there are four elements, fire, water, earth, uh, and uh, air. And if you look at them, they're kind of like um, each are polar opposites, right? Or should we say pairs? So the fire and water go together and the air and the earth go together. So anytime we are experiencing overwhelm, the lack of flow or uh, burnout. What is disbalanced is the pair of fire and water. These are the two elements that somehow are not um, acting cohesively and not acting symbiotically in your body. So there is some type of disbalance, right? Any any type of burnout, we should always look at what's happening with these two energies in your body, right? And, and why. I think the why is also really important. So when you put a lot of pressure on yourself, what ends up happening is you start depleting your fire resource. Um, if your body, right, in, that lives in the solar plexus, if your body is not able to replenish it fast enough, you start experiencing the lack of that resource, right? Yet, you know, if you are not adjusting your expectations from yourself, right, if you're not removing the deadlines, if you're not removing all the projects you're working on, if you're not removing the crazy working hours or whatever, you know, else that is causing your, uh, your burnout, right? If you're not removing the, the external circumstance that is causing your fire energy to be depleted, then essentially you, uh, you are using up that resource. The more you go, you know, down that rabbit hole, the less of that fire resource you have. Now, your fire is still being replenished as you sleep at night, right? But say, um, what would be like a good, 
let's say that in a day you would use 300 entities of fire. Not that fire is measured in entities, but like I think this is a good analogy. And let's say that 300 is all you have. You know, that is the capacity of your fire center of your solar plexus. That being said, right, um, a, a chakra that is 100% depleted, there's no way that it can, it can replenish itself within, um, you know, the eight hours or however many hours you sleep. It's just impossible. Um, it's about, you know, it would be able to replenish about half of its energy overnight, but not entirely all of its energy, right? So next day, right, like you still need 300, but you were only able to replenish 150. So that's how you get a deficiency of resource. If you start pushing yourself, your body is going to have to go, go in overdrive, reaching out in all of the external sources, right, that it can, um, and, you know, with all this adrenaline, right, and everything that's pumping and like coursing through your body is going to start reaching out to all the sources around it that it can try to get that energy from, right, that may be your ancestors, like I said, other people. Sometimes we can feed from other people. It could be, um, you know, sun and like nature, etc. But over time, if you try to maintain that overdrive mode and pressure for long enough, your body is going to find, uh, find it harder for itself to replenish that resource. So over time, what I'm seeing like in the bodies that are burned out, your fire kind of like goes down, it like gets extinguished. On top of that, right? Because every time one of the elements on the, like you can think of the fire water elements almost being on two sides of the same coin, right? You cannot get one of them disbalanced while having the other one balanced. So essentially what also happens in, in, in you know, one type of burnout, the absence of fire creates kind of like um, uh, blockages, right? Um, it's, it's kind of like things that, so fire is actually a cleansing mechanism internally. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, so fire is actually really good, uh, is really good for removing any kinds of blockages, right? Fire is a form of light. Fire is a form like of, you know, the primordial flames. It's one of the creative forces. And one of the uses of fire outside of like motivation and the great divine masculine principle is the, uh, the clearing of like old outlived energies, but like hardcore clearing. So very often the fire internally would be used for like removing blockages, um, and, um, I don't know, like, um, killing some, some type of parasitic entities and that could be physical as well as, uh, energetic entities. Right. So essentially, because there is no fire, not only do you not have the resource to keep going, but you also feel like you are not able to do the, the inside cleaning of the structures of your body. Right. And so, uh, essentially your body starts becoming more and more polluted as time goes by because of these blockages, water uh, element gets out of whack completely because water actually needs a really, really clean internal body to go through, right? Um, water is a much more gentle energy. It's the feminine principle, right? It's not going to, yes, over time, you know, it could, you know, polish stone, but not immediately, right? The water works in much, much more gentle, mysterious ways, if you will. And so uh, water gets uh, stuck when these blockages are not cleared by the fire. And essentially what that creates in your body is the drought. And that is the interesting, almost counterintuitive way of burnout. Burnout, right? Because your fire goes out, actually creates a drought. Uh, or, you know, almost like the desert-like um, type of composition of your internal body, right? Another type of burnout is actually really, really weird, but um, it's the muddy water. So it's um, like one way that I can see that on an energetic level, right? Your body, again, lacks fire, but um, instead, like your body, like kind of like energetically, looks like a swamp, right? So there's a bunch of water, uh, but that water is muddy and like all the dirt and all the schmuck that the fire doesn't work through, Um is deposited into that water. And again, it creates a very, very toxic environment, right? So not only with that kind of overwhelm, not only do you not have the fire to keep going, and it's very hard to reignite that fire for you because the water is in the way, but it's also extremely hard for you to get out of like that feeling of like the overall toxicity. Now, it may come and manifest itself in your life in many different ways. You could feel like all of a sudden you have toxic thoughts or toxic emotions. Things are just like very unpleasant 
unpleasant. By toxic, I mean unpleasant, right? Uh, like it, it's almost like it feels like a vicious cycle. Like in it, when you are just like when you remain in those swampy waters in, in the swampy state, it's actually extremely uncomfortable. Either way, like whichever type of burnout you're experiencing, your water fire energies are disbalanced, right? Um, today, you know, I want to show you a quick exercise of how to do a reset of your body. This is something that I find to be a very unique, very helpful practice. So it helps with overwhelm and it can also help reset your body um, if you have been, you know, burned out, right? Now, one caveat with burnout is... Um, because the process itself of burning out, right, is a cumulative process. So it gets worse over time. You cannot get burned out in one day, even if you work legitimately 24 hours. Uh, burnout happens when you repeat something, when you deplete your resource over time, right? Um, the same way, right? The burnout cannot get fixed in, in, in uh, 20 minutes of one practice. Unfortunately, that is not how life works in this case, right? If you've been depleting a resource, you're going to have to invest time in filling your cup up with, you know, the different things, right? And we can talk about what that means if you're interested. Um, but um, yeah, so essentially just have patience, right? And know that even if you are experiencing the first type of burnout, which is essentially the absence of fire, the way to get yourself out of burnout is not with more fire. Um, that is the absolute worst you can do, right? Pushing yourself to do some more trying to read motivational books or watch motivational spe speeches to try to ignite that fire, wrong thing to do. Absolutely wrong thing to do. Okay, so why don't we move to the practice, right? And again, like it's not just for burnout, but it's also for overwhelm. Like, and I think that enough of you have been there before. Like when you feel like you have too much, you're not entirely sure what to focus on, right? And then uh, it's kind of like a vicious circle because like it's it's like that feeling when your to-do list just keeps piling up. And, like nothing seems to be getting done, but more things just keep piling up. Sometimes what this could create is like a vicious cycle of like there is not enough of you to go around. Like I like it like the um the, the type of feeling like oh I'm like a limited resource and somehow there is less of me every day but more stuff that is demanding my attention more stuff that is demanding my input right and what that could also have um uh, what that could also create in your life is actually you not being able to give the entirety of who you are to any of your projects or your family or your hobbies or anything, right? It's, it's kind of like living a half-life, right? Like you cannot fully show up. You cannot fully be present. You cannot fully be there. You cannot be fully impactful or effective because um, a lot of your energy also goes to, ironically, the feeling of maintaining overwhelm. What is overwhelm? The feeling of overwhelm and the motion of that, even thoughts that create overwhelm. And that is warning bells, right? Warning bells, like your body needs you to feel overwhelmed because it wants you to know that this is the stage prior to burnout. And it wants you to start paying attention. When you feel like there's too much going on, the last thing that you should be doing is moving, you know, moving forward as if nothing is happening because it's not the case, right? The feeling of overwhelm is a warning bell. It's a warning sign. It's a sign that you need to declutter and remove certain commitments from your life. That is the best thing you can do for yourself, right? Remove certain commitments or remove them for right now. If you feel like you cannot cut that cord forever, right? If you really want to do something, but right now it's just not the time. You don't have the bandwidth. Acknowledge that you don't have the bandwidth and postpone things. But also, sometimes it's good to say no. Sometimes it's good to say no to people, circumstances, and events. Sometimes it's good to have boundaries, right? So if you're experiencing overwhelm, ask yourself a question. In what place in my life am I living the absence of boundaries? Or am I propagating the absence of boundaries? Where shall I put more boundaries? You know, what are the things, people, circumstances, and events that are taking away my energy? That is another thing that I would definitely do if you're experiencing overwhelm or burnout. You should make a list of the things that are taking away your energy. And on the flip side of the page, right, in the journal, make uh, a list of all the things that are filling you up. And then, if, if you want to get really scientific, right, you can even try to put percentages next to, you know, how many activities a day do you do? Or like what percentage of time of your day is taken up by the activities that fill you up? 
And then look at what percentage of your day is taken up by the um, activities that deplete you. And look at those percentages. You know, is it at least like a decent percent? Like, I don't know what, like, I don't think like, you know, saying 60% of the things that fill you up is realistic, but at least it has to be 30%. If under than 30, if, if like you look at your day and under 30% of your time goes into things that, you know, bring you joy, fill you up, feel good, that's a problem, right? Then you should really re-examine your life, you know, how you're living, you know, why? The big why, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, how do I find balance? Like, am I with the right person? Am I at the right job, et cetera, et cetera? Are my priorities straight? You know, am I taking care of myself the way I'm supposed to be taking care of myself, et cetera, et cetera, right? So cutting commitments. And again, going back to my original point, feeling overwhelmed, it's a warning bell. If you want to ignore it, the next destination, the next point is burnout. And trust me, climbing out of burnout is way harder and takes way longer. So if you want to put yourself out of commission for two weeks, ignoring your feeling of overwhelm is a quick way to get there. Right. Just saying. Okay. Um, I think let's, why don't we do the practice, right? Why don't we do the practice? Um, either way, even if you are not fully overwhelmed, but maybe like you feel like you have a lot going on, this could still be a good practice, you know? Um, I would want to call this practice the deep reset, right? It's almost like I think of it as imagine, right, your frequency has a particular setting, right? Now, if that setting or like a set of coordinates or like mm, almost like um, like your energy has a flavor to it, right? Or your state has a flavor to it, like a frequency, right? Um, if that frequency is not serving you, um, so if you're experiencing emotions that you don't want to be experiencing or thoughts that you don't want to experience, uh, you may benefit from the deep reset practice that I'm giving you uh, that I would like to give you right now. The deep reset practice essentially works on uh, on a cellular level um, with your physical body, but it also works with all of your light bodies, right? It works with your energetic, emotional, mental, even your spirit, although arguably your spirit body does not experience overwhelm. So that is not the problem that we need to fix over here. Um, Okay, so first, before going to the practice, let me explain something real quick. A couple of things to know about this practice. First, first, we are going to enlist the help of the Divine Mother. The Divine Mother, for those of you that don't know, is the female face of God. She is the great cosmic healer, right? She is the one with the most nurturing energies. She's also the one that is a powerhouse, right? So when she steps in for the practice, she creates the space for healing and she creates the space where the energies of the water can work, right? Uh, water and light can work to help us get out of a sub of a suboptimal state, right? So I love having her for these types of practices. So that's one. Two, my dear friend, please pardon this quick interruption. If you like our podcast, we ask that you please help us spread the light by leaving a review on Apple Podcast so that more people could discover our content. Thank you so much, blessed soul. Um, for a reset, right? Essentially, what we're trying to do is we're trying to go to uh, a more optimized setting, right? Now, each of your bodies has a setting that would be considered optimized. So it's almost like the factory setting. You know how like the new iPhone <laughs> always has like great speeds and it doesn't like glitch very often unless it's a glitchy phone. But when you just take the iPhone out of the box, it's like uh, it's in its perfect state, right? It's not scratched, it is not slow, it's not overburdened, etc. It's in its best state. It's kind of like the factory setting, right? Uh, the state of perfection. So your body has the factory setting as well, right? Now, how achievable that is to you is, you know, remains to be seen because some certain bodies, right, just because of, let's say, it's um, like the physicality of it is lacking. Let's say somebody is experiencing um, like, a, um, like a bad illness or something or like, a, you know, some type of chronic disease or dysfunction. You know, it may be so that if you're too deep down the rabbit hole of that disease or, or that ailment, it may be very hard for you to go back to the original setting. However, with this practice of like the state of perfection, right? With this practice, we can come the closest that is possible for your body. All right. So for this practice, ideally, ideally, you would do it, you know, 
with, you know, set some time aside to do it, you know, 20 minutes or so, Um, ideally in the peace and quiet where you're not going to be disturbed. You know, if you have relatives, I strongly urge you to close your door, you know, and literally just take some alone time. Uh, I think this is a really, really good uh, idea is to start establishing boundaries, including from your loved ones, right? Because sometimes your loved ones and your family are, you know, the first uh, people that you need to build boundaries from, um, believe it or not, right? And these are the ones that we're the least effective at like building boundaries around like establishing, you know, our space and, you know, ensuring the borders <laughs> and like what's okay and what's not okay to do, right? So like, Make sure you're in your own zone. You're not mixing up with any people's energies. And you want to lie down for this one. You probably don't want to be sitting down. Actually, really um, would want for you to lie down during this practice. Close your eyes. And you want to start with very deep breaths. You know, 10 deep breaths. In and out. Just like in and out. Let the air Fill your lungs and just like let it go freely. No need to, you know, work hard at breathing. Just, you know, um, imagine that your cells, you know, as you're breathing in, imagine that your cells are filling in with this beautiful silvery diamond desk light. And then as you breathe out, you know, you're breathing out all the dirt, debris and, you know, darkness or grayness that is in your body and your blockages. So just do this like very easy um, kind of like breathing in the light, breathing out the darkness um, technique, right? Now, what I want you ima- to imagine, right? In uh, So your eyes are closed, right? In your mind's eye, imagine that you're seeing your body exactly as it is right now. Like it's kind of like laying down, right? So like, um, it's um, parallel to the floor, so to say, right? And now imagine that around your body, right? You have spheres of light that represent your lighter bodies right so uh, for this exercise it's okay to have um, three spheres i think that's plenty right i know obviously there are more bodies but trust me if you if we just fix the three it's going to be okay the three are energy body which is the most inner the closest to physical the second one is emotional and the third one is mental on the outer uh, on the very outer side uh, of this construction that we're building. What we're going to be using for this exercise is the energy of ice. Ice is a really, really good mechanism to reset your system. Ice is also a very good mechanism if we want to stop a particular process or energy or vicious circle uh, from happening again, right? Um, so essentially, we want to... Uh, prevent the future decay of your state so to say right so i want you to imagine a large block of ice like a cube of ice a huge 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 cube of ice and what you want to imagine is that that cube of ice encompasses and kind of like envelops your body as well as all of the light bodies that we have just um, imagined right so imagine this cube of ice contains you with all of the bodies that we just described, right? So I want, to f- I want you to focus on that for a quick second. And I want you to feel like, by the way, for this practice, you would want to stay really, really still in your physical body. You know, you probably want to, you don't want to move around too much for this healing to take place, right? You don't want to make sure, like, Im- please don't twitch your fingers if you can help it. Just for a few moments, right? Because... One thing you want to do is you want to allow the energy of the ice to work with your body properly. You want to allow it without creating any type of distortion or impediment, right? You want to enable the energy of the ice to help you. And um, immobility helps in this particular instance, right? So imagine, right, essentially that you're frozen in time, your body and all. Uh, frozen in, in you know this big ice cube in this big icicle and as you imagine that feel your breathing slow down actually and feel like every cell of your body is frozen or starting to freeze up right all the organs you know everything slows down in your organism it's kind of like the proverbial winter has come and you know your blood is flowing, but it's not flowing as fast as it used to, you know. 
um, your heart is not pumping as fast as it um, used to. And so just imagine that, you know, um, there's like almost like a cool, like you feel, feel like um, this cool air, like the coolness around your whole body, right? Um, and kind of like just surrender to this experience, right? Allow yourself to almost rest in the state of being encapsulated and closed in this ice box, right? And just stay present here, stay here for a moment, right? And notice how pleasant it actually is to be frozen in time. When you know that there is nowhere to be and nothing to strive for, when you know that you are exactly where you're meant to be and doing exactly what you're meant to do, and when you feel like you can finally relax, you know, from this place of being held and contained in this ice cube, right? Okay, now, I want you to imagine that, you know, in the ice, in this ice cube, right? Essentially, um, ice cube still kind of like has this little pores, right? Like the ice cube is not, it, it seems like a solid structure, but it is actually a structure through which liquids can pour through. Um, and I want you to imagine, right, uh, again, that your body is starting to detox itself and all of your bodies. And the way that's going to manifest itself, the way you're going to see that in your mind's eye, or if you cannot see, imagine it as if it was real, because it is. Imagine little streaks of black liquid, black or dark gray, dark gray, sometimes they're brown, kind of like starting to collect and gather, you know, um, and, and kind of like they start gather them, uh, gathering themselves underneath your body. So they're kind of like collecting and being collected from the different cells. And it's almost like your, your cells and your organs and like the different, it's not just the physical body, like your, all, all of your other bodies are starting to give away all of the pressure all of the toxicity, all of the blockages, all of the bad, like bad and stuck emotions, all of the negativity that they have been gathering for some time now, right? So imagine that all of these things are starting to um, kind of like sift through to the bottom side of your body, right? To the back side. Now they're starting to sift through the ice and kind of like um, get outside of your system and almost like fall into the ground below this ice cube, right? There is the ground of the earth, right? So imagine giving away in from the state of being essentially frozen, right? You're going through this detox, right? So give away as much darkness, as much blackness, and just see it leaving your body in this like streaks and streams um, of water, of this dirty, dirty water. Um, and give yourself some time here, right? You can also, it could also be helpful for you to go um, body by body and first collect all of the darkness from your physical body and allow that to leave your body. And then you want to do the same thing with your energy, any stuck energy, um, any energy that is not serving you would leave the cube, the ice cube, um, in the streaks, through the streaks of black. Same thing with emotions. If you've been thinking emotions that don't serve, you've been thinking emotions that are not making you feel good. If you feel like you could not get out of thinking a particular thought, it was just like one of those that would never go away. Just allow it to leave your body in the form of this black toxic water, black toxic stream. Last but not least, with your thoughts, right? The mental body, the very top structure. Allow it to be detoxed also, right? And as you do that, right? Now imagine, right? That you were, you literally did as much as you could. You did all of the blackness. Like you, you removed all of the blackness as much as you could. And now since we're working with the Divine Mother, imagine, right? That... In the sky, from the sky, there descends a hand, a female hand, the one that belongs to the Divine Mother. And now imagine that she is placing that hand on top of the ice cube, right, where your, where your body is frozen. And she 
presses into the ice cube. She presses lightly and then she presses deeper. And as she does, there is more dark darkness and more toxicity that's leaving your body thanks to her light and thanks to her pressure. It's kind of like all of the darkness can handle her light and it just wants to escape and run away and leave your body finally, right? So she's applying slight pressure. And she can also, you can imagine that she's applying pressure in different parts and different pulse points of your body, right? You know, it, she could start, you know, in the... Uh, let's say in in the heart space then move down your body you know so she's kind of like tapping on that ice cube like in different pulse points and you know all of this darkness is leaving your body okay so now we're done with the toxicity part however right what we have created is emptiness right what we have created is pockets uh, within your different bodies within the various bodies that could be filled with a particular energy, right? Um, so what we would like to do is, I would like for you to imagine a stream, almost like a waterfall, a very beautiful golden, uh, goldish silver light that emanates straight from the sky. And it is the nurturing waterfall of the Divine Mother. This is the healing waterfall of the highest cosmic vibrations. This is something that she doesn't share often but it is available available to you today as a gift from her. So imagine that waterfall falling over the ice cube and this beautiful blessed energy sifting through and sipping into the ice cube and filling in all the cavities, you know, all the empty spaces, all the pockets of air that have been created by you essentially detoxing, you know, your bodies, right? And imagine those pockets being filled with this beautiful energy, right? And imagine as that happens, your whole body is going through the process of renewal, right? Your whole body is going through the process of like a complete makeover, right? And like imagine that, that those liquids are penetrating into every cell of your physical body. And imagine that they're changing the cell from within, removing anything that's not meant to be in that cell, changing it and lighting it up from within, right? And then what you want to imagine, right? What you want to imagine also is that unbeknownst to you, you've actually had some heavy weights attached to the bottom of the um, of the ice cube, like look and pay attention. There are all these like weights, right? Um, like almost like heavy weights that are attached on a string to this ice cube. Ice cube, and then they're also attached to your body, right? All of these things that you're carrying that maybe you shouldn't, right? Now, um, the only weights that would be revealed to you right now are the ones that you shouldn't be carrying. All the responsibilities that you're not meant to have. All of the things that you should have, you know, given to somebody else to do. Or you should have put boundaries and said no to. That you're still carrying. Imagine you, you know, um, imagine that you have the scissors of light. They're essentially made of light. And I want you to cut the strings that attach these weights to your body, right? And I want you to, to do it one by one by one. And don't be afraid. Don't be worried of like letting go of these commitments. Letting go of all this weight that has been weighing you down. That has been creating all of this pressure in your life that you don't deserve. And that you don't need. And then imagine them just falling on the ground and just disappearing. You know, just let them go wherever they need to go. That's fine. That's not your problem anymore. Somebody else can deal with it. The universe can deal with it. Um, you don't have to carry that load. And now I want you to imagine, now that we've done that, I want you to imagine that as the light of the Divine Mother, as the light of her Divine Waterfall takes true root in your body, I want you to imagine that spring is coming to your kingdom, that spring is coming to your body. In whatever form, it feels good to you. Imagine, right, that this barren terrain that, has, you know, that your body has become is starting to turn into a spring field, right? So either the grass is going to start to grow or maybe you're going to start seeing butterflies, right? And that starts from within, but what ends up happening, right? 
you know, as you start seeing these changes in your body, the ice outside of you is starting to melt, just like in the springtime, right? So allow this ice cube to melt completely. And with it, carry away anything else, like any of the programs that you no, you no longer need, that no longer serve you, any of the feelings that you don't want to feel anymore, you know, anything, any of those commitments that you don't want to carry anymore. And just allow that, all of these programs, all of these things that no longer serve you, um, allow them to leave your body and essentially flow away with the waters um, that used to be ice, right? Now I want you to pay attention to your inner garden, to your inner springtime, you know, what is missing for you? You know, if you kind of like imagine your body almost like as a garden or as a forest or any other, you know, natural feature that feels good to you in the springtime, what else is missing for you? Are you missing some flowers? Are you missing some animals? Are you potentially missing some greenery? Feel free to add them up. Feel free to cultivate your garden. Feel free to set, to set up um, like a nice um, body of water inside if that feels good, whether that's a pond or a river, you know, or anything else, any other body of water. Make sure that, you know, all the animals and the plants can get nurtured by that water. You know, definitely make sure that there is the sun, you know, that the sun is shining brightly in your spring kingdom, that the sun is feeding and fueling your beautiful solar plexus chakra that are starting to open up like a sunflower, right? Imagine there's a stream of beautiful golden light straight from the sun into the middle of your belly with a sunflower and the sunflower just opens up the petals and looks into the world with eyes full of wonder, you know? And it's like just really ready to be nurtured and it's ready to go through this complete reset. Stay here for a little bit feel into the spring within your own body feel that energy of renewal of rejuvenation right feel into it and know that right now your personal vibrations match the vibrations of spring instead of winter right as you're coming out of this practice be patient with yourself don't push yourself too hard ideally you wouldn't push yourself hard in the next three days there are other things that can be an added benefit you know, as far as like nurturing yourself and helping with the reset. One is taking a bath. I don't care about your gender, by the way, with like Epsom salts. Uh, really, really good. Being around flowers, floral arrangements, buying flowers. Very healthy. Drinking a lot of water. Also very healthy, right? Um, uh, working with essential oils, actually, right? So the sense of smell, um, it, you know, the sense of smell, especially if you're working with essential oils, really in um, almost like forces you to slow down, right? So like the last thing you want to be doing after this is like be in go mode, like be in your fire because your fire still needs replenishment, right? Like your fire, again, is not going to go back overnight. But this practice is a really, really good first step. Um, this practice is definitely going to make you feel better instantly. Maybe not 100% there, but you will feel better like immediately after doing this. All right. Cool. I hope you guys liked it. I, I, I see nods from the collective, so enough of you did like it. So I'm, I'm really glad. I promise you, I guarantee you this works. And I also guarantee you guys need it based on the state of humanity. Um, I'm ready to take a question from the collective. Anything about like being tired, burnout, any, anything else, I guess, on the topic that you wanted to ask, if there was any questions about, um, you know, the practices that I've given, um, you know, feel free to ask me as long as it serves humanity. I'm ready to listen. Somebody's asking, what if I am not burned out, but I cannot be productive, right? Like, what do I do? And I guess the person really, really wants to be productive, but they're not burned out. Uh, what um, in, in this case, in, in this particular case, again, I would look at the dichotomy of the fire water energies. In your particular case, and for most of the people that would have asked this question, the answer is very simple. You have an overabundance of water in your body and an underabundance of fire. In other words, the, your fire is not in its seat. Um, when I look at, you know, somebody who is not able to be productive, 
um, you know, essentially, uh, they're like, if I were to overgeneralize, right, I should see 50% fire, 50% water. That's like a perfectly balanced dichotomy between the two. If I'm, uh, you know, if somebody's not able to be productive, but they're not experiencing any type of toxicity or overwhelm or burnout or anything, that probably means that they're at least 80% fire and like 10, uh, no, sorry, 20% water. Uh, sorry, 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 the other way around. Uh, they're at least 80% water, 20% fire, right? So there's not enough fire. Or sometimes they may have even less fire. In other words, it's too much water inside, right? It's almost like that state is is too is too um, lax. <laughs> it's too relaxed, right? Uh, but also, um, it's kind of like too much water, water pr- proliferation. By the way, it has nothing to do with how much actual physical water the person drinks. I'm talking pure energy, right? On what happens on the energetic level. Again, because I'm an energy healer, so that's what I can help you with. Uh, so for people like that, what I would recommend is a practice that would enable you to balance your fire and water. And for the overabundance of water, what we would need to do is you would need to imagine your body as a vessel, right? Almost like as if it was either a lap tube or some kind of cup or something, right? And But it operates like a sift. It has all these pores through which things can go in and through which things can come, come in and go out. And I want you to imagine, and you would want to do this practice in the morning before your day, right? And you would probably want to do it every day up until you start feeling productive. Hopefully it's not going to take that long, depending on how disbalanced your water is, can take seven days, maybe a little bit longer, but it's going to be worth it. So you want to imagine, right, that your body, your vessel is filled with water almost like up to the brim. And you want to almost like turn that sift on so that your body is able to get rid of the excess water, right? So imagine that this excess water is leaving through all of the pores, kind of like all of the gateways in your body, right? And as that happens, right? And maybe like even at first, like if it's too much water, make sure that essentially all of it leaves, right? So like essentially you want to get rid of all of the water. And then when that is done, when it feels like reasonably dry, you want to ignite the fire in, in, in your very core, in your very belly, right? But you cannot ignite that like you would literally, and by say ignite a fire, like you literally imagine like you are um, creating a fire. You know, you can put the logs in if you want, and then you can, you know, um, swipe the match or or use the lighter and you're like, you're literally lighting a fire and then it like in your belly and then it warms up and charges your solar plexus, right? So again, two steps, get rid of the water, light up the fire. Next morning, rinse and repeat, get rid of the water, light up the fire. Do not worry that you're essentially getting rid of 100% of water because the, the, the way you got to this place in the first place, <laughs> and no pun intended, is your body is just really, really good at replenishing water and really, really bad at replenishing the fire spectrum of energies, right? So I'm not worried about you completely draining yourself of water because I know your body is really good at replenishing those energies. Like, trust me, next morning you're going to show up to this practice and your body is going to be filled with water again, right? So we want to get you into the habit of balancing these energies by making the water less and making the fire more. That is the answer for you. Okay, do we have any other questions around burn, overwhelm, or anything else around like fire, water, energies, I guess, for that matter? I'm ready to hear. Okay, so um, the person we're, we're, um, the person is asking, what do I do if I'm experiencing the soreness in my throat? And I feel it is because of the overabundance of fire energies. And then they're also asking, is it because of the overabundance of fire energies? There are many reasons why your throat can hurt, by the way. So it's not just water fire, right? Um, Even energetically, there are many, many ways. One of the main ones is you're not on your path. I hate to say this. Um, Your throat is um, throat center, your throat chakra is not only the seat of your karmic nods, uh, but it is, we can think of it as the seat of destiny. It is a higher chakra. And um, w- within uh, the throat center, essentially in your thyroid gland, you have seeds of, I-, I-, I like to call them seeds of destiny. What these are, these are like little, 
little um you know physical cells actually but they're also like the energetic components to the to these structures that contain within themselves the plan and the maps so to say for this incarnation and this is done very much intentionally uh in conjunction with your higher self so as your higher self is planning he or she would create like a plan for the incarnation this is what you're supposed to do this is your mission you know you go here you do that you know, by the end of your life, you're supposed to accomplish X, Y, or Z. And this is what we call the North Star. And, you know, I'm going to give you, you know, uh, some seeds as reminders, right? Um, so um, that then gets deposited in, into your thyroid, <laughs> um, into your throat area. And sometimes when you're experiencing like common sore throats or in general, you know, you're... Um, you feel like your uh, neck is like a weaker spot. That means that you're not fully on your path because these cells may start acting up if you're removing or moving far further away from being on your path, right? So that's one very common reason why your, your throat can hurt. Um, and that being said, that being said, it's also the seat of your karma. So sometimes, you know, if your throat hurts, it could be that you're either not passing a karmic lesson that you're meant to, uh, or you're not passing it in the right way, meaning like you may be making the same mistake over and over again. So specifically for throat aches, I recommend past life regression. Why past life regressions? Because through past life regressions, you would be able to really easily, well, easily, it comes with practice, you know, take that quote unquote easily, um, understand if there is a karmic knot about around something, right? Because very often if you go under a regression, whether that is, you know, your personal one or you're doing one that is guided, you know, you're doing it with a practitioner of past life regressions, the life or the lives that come through, they're not random, right? Very often they would be related to a karmic lesson that you need to learn in this, uh, in this lifetime that you may not be learning. And so um, throat aches is like a, a giveaway for, for that. Now, of course, there's another aspect for why like your throat can hurt. And that is, you know, not speaking your truth or not living your truth, like speaking your truth or living your truth. The living your truth, we're kind of already spoken about, right? A little bit, right? So if you're not aligned with what your higher self wanted you to do, if you're not aligned with your purpose, if you're not aligned and not getting on with the lessons that you're meant to deal with in this current incarnation, then essentially you're not living your truth, right? You're not living according to your own North Star. You're living somebody else's blueprint, right? Or maybe you walked off the path. Um, speaking your truth is also important. So if you are not communicating truthfully, or if you're holding back, or if you're always too politically correct, too afraid to hurt people's feelings, almost too diplomatic, you know, that could all give you issues in the throat center, right? So that could also be it. Um, now, if you feel strongly that your personal issue with the throat center is the overabundance of fire energies, then with fire, actually, in this particular case, I wouldn't work with it with water. I would actually, oh, like, rather I would, but I would actually um, first contain it with ice. So if you feel like you have too much fire energies in your throat, and that's why it, it's making your uh, throat feel scratchy, you know, you want to contain your fire in, in the ring of ice. And then when the fire is contained, you want to go ahead and kind of like start condensing and start uh, lowering the diameter of that sphere of uh, ice and as you do that the fire that is inside has less quote-unquote space and so it's going to start dim being diminished as well right and eventually you're going to be able to extinguish it now once you do that it's very important for you to um, do a deep reset uh, within um, the matrix structure of your throat so fire actually if you have an overabundance of fire uh, because fire is a remover of obstacles but it's also a remover of essentially everything <laughs> um it's a, it, it it could remove um like perfectly good, good parts um uh of, of, of your body structure whether like energetic or even sometimes physical um you want to make sure that um you use the golden flame right if, if, if you guys um, don't know much about the golden flame if you're curious we did make episodes about the golden flame in the past 
Um, so you want to imagine there's a golden thread, like a needle and thread almost, that travels, you know, up and down your throat and then also horizontally in your throat area, kind of like creating the cells or like the cell type structure, this matrix-like structure, right? And as it does so, it kind of like replenishes and rebuilds the fabric, um, that is your body, like whatever is missing, right? Because most likely if you've had an overabundance of fire, it has damaged, you know, certain parts um, within that need to be um, essentially reinvigorated and potentially even rebuilt from scratch. So that's that. Um, I'll take one more question. Um, anything you wanted to do to know about fire, water or burnout? I'm ready to hear it. Um, this person is asking, um, they feel, um, like their thoughts feel fuzzy, uh, and they're not able to focus very well. Uh, so they're asking, is that because they have too much water in their headspace? Um, it could be, you know, sometimes you, you feel like, uh, sometimes humans, like, let's talk about concentration, right? Um, Concentration is essentially uh, the energy of fire in um, that connects your nerve cells, right? Like um, nerve cells uh, transmit electricity, electric impulses as they talk and communicate with one another. When they're not able to communicate freely, um, you would get this like inability to focus, you know, potentially um, uh, like attention deficit disorder could also come from here or just like feeling like... Um, um, like um, feeling spaced out a little bit, feeling like you cannot fully focus or be present, um, or sometimes just like uh, decision-making can, can even be fuzzy. Very often you are correct. This would be because of an overabundance of water energies, right? Again, not physical water, although sometimes on brains, physical water could also be retained. Sometimes those things go hand in hand, right? Not all, not all the time though, but sometimes. And when there is like that, you can also get headaches because of that, right? Because essentially, if there's an overabundance of water in your brain that's not supposed to be there, it can cause the overall heaviness. Like it feels like it's heavy and that's why like it's, it hurts to move your head around. Or like, uh, you know, make jerky or fast movements with your head. Again, it gets too heavy and in the way that it's not supposed to be, right? So if that is the case, you definitely want to do the same exercise that we did earlier. You want to make sure that you drain all the water from your brain sector, right? Imagine that there are like pores or like there is a sift underneath and that water just gets like absorbed. And then what you want to imagine is then you like in this particular case, you want to bring the fire in and you want to start with like the neurons. Like you literally want to like, like focus in and zoom in and zero in on one neuron. And then imagine that it's almost like a lightning strike, right? Because a lightning strike is essentially electricity incarnate. So imagine like there is a lightning that strikes, you know, one of your nerve cells. And then like, because it's a chain reaction, it's a domino effect essentially in your brain, you know, one neuron starts firing, it starts communicating with the, the neuron next to it. And then they're all of a sudden they're firing, you know, pretty, they, they, they can get pretty quickly. They can go from zero to a hundred very quickly, right? So that could be like a way to like help you with concentration. Another thing that you could do is like light a little, um, um, light a little flame um, somewhere in the middle of your brain. Like imagine in the middle of your brain and like, uh, you know, this, uh, there's this place in your brain, this corpus callosum, it's called corpus callosum. And essentially it connects your left hemisphere and your right hemisphere. And so like if you were to plant like little fires right alongside the corpus callosum, this, you know, vertical line, um, and you can essentially, you know, you can put the white fires, you can put the gold fires, it doesn't really matter. Um, like if you put this, these fires around there and you, you should do that in the morning, don't do that at night because you're gonna not have a, an easy time falling asleep, just saying, um, you know, it would help you focus your energy and this could, you know, over time, if you're able to, you know, stick with this practice, it's going to be uh, an energy that builds upon itself. You may even be able to give up coffee and keep the same level of concentration and productivity by just placing like little baby fires um, around your corpus callosum, you know, in a meditative state. All right. Okay. Well, I feel like we maybe went a little bit on a tangent. We maybe went a little bit into water, fire energies more so than I initially expected. But hey, um, I'm going with the flow. It is my greatest, um, you know, desire to help you in any which way I can. And so whatever comes through the collective, we go with the flow. I hope this was helpful. I hope that 
you take the time to reset your body, I hope you take the time to take care of yourself, to love yourself first, to um, keep um, your own cup full. Because if you don't love yourself first, how can you love another, right? Love is a concept that starts with you. Your universe starts with you. If you want to live in a loving universe, if you want to live in a happy place, you have to start by filling your own cup first. I love you. I hope this was helpful and I will see you another day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please visit thisismaria.com for more insights and offerings from Maria and Sergey, it is T-H-I-S-I-S-M-A-R-I-Y-A dot com. We hope to see you in future episodes.